0: Hello and welcome back to Her On Air. Today I'm very excited to be speaking to the CEO and co-founder of Oxwash, Kyle Grant, the company currently disrupting literally everything we know about traditional dry cleaning. Oxwash is currently re-engineering the laundry process from a ground up approach with their space age washing processes. So Kyle, before we start, could you tell us a bit about you and what were you up to before Oxwash launched?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Hi, Victoria. Thank you so much for having us on your on-air show. This is great. Um, So I come from a little bit of a tangential background for laundry dry cleaning and certainly not something you find in the industry at large. Um, Previously to this, um, my PhD, I was an aeronautical engineer at NASA working on an environmental control and life support system, as well as working putting squid into low Earth orbit, which was pretty wacky, but absolutely awesome. Um, Spent a little bit of time working with SpaceX and some other private aerospace companies as well on similar veins around process engineering. It's where I got the bug for trying to circularize a process. You know, when you take a person up to space, you don't have access to the corner shop or fresh air. You have to take everything that you need for an extended period of time with you. You then need to recycle those its constituent parts and make sure that you are as efficient as possible. And that led me on to my PhD, where I was working on crop plants, and actually with NASA on growing them on Mars, and working out how to use and engineer crop plants that fertilise themselves, no longer needing us to spread vast amounts of fertiliser, which, as we now know, are incredibly damaging to our environment and the climate. And it was in my final year of that PhD where I realised I actually wanted to have a m- more immediate impact. In an industry that perhaps has been overlooked by modern fads such as fintech, AI, and spaceflight, and came across laundry as this very unsexy industry that hasn't changed for hundreds of years—incremental changes in the way that you rotate a drum or the way that you fold a shirt and the drying times of machines that have a nice touchscreen—but The actual business models and processes by which we wash and clean things in the modern era are woefully inadequate for combating the amount of impact that those processes have on the environment. And when you dive deeper into washing, you find that vast amounts of drinking water, CO2 from the energy required to dry heat water is just in the hundreds of thousands of tons a year in the UK alone. We now know that washing our clothes constituents and causes up to a third of all plastic pollution in the oceans around the world. And that plastic pollution in the form of microfibers from polyester and synthetic textile garments then go up the food chain through plankton fish um, into us. And it's now been proven that every human on the planet has these microfibers deposited in their fat tissue, which is truly frightening. So what we're doing at Oxwash is attacking this problem wholesale, multifaceted from end to end, not only the washing process, but our collections and deliveries to our customers and users too. You know, there's no point having a super space age, incredibly clean process, but then use a diesel van to drop it off at the person the other side of London. So we have completely brought everything in-house end to end. We operate like only collection and delivery service using our electric cargo bikes, which hopefully many of you will start to see across London and the rest of the UK. And we're very, very passionate about driving the impact of our process to net zero.
0: Super interesting. And going to uh, back to NASA, was it as cool as it sounds? And what the what were the kind of key learnings from NASA that, that are kind of alive and well in, in the Oxford strategy plan today?
1: Absolutely. And the answer is yes, it is as cool as it sounds. I mean, Literally just two days ago, I was up until the middle of the night watching the first commercial space flight with paying NASA astronauts go to the uh, International Space Station, which was phenomenal. And when I was there, these uh, kind of initial Falcon 9 launches by SpaceX were just starting. And there was a real buzz at the agency and the transition from the shuttle era. And I saw the last shuttle flight to a fully commercial system whereby, like airplanes today, They're operated by companies, not governments. And the amount of young smart minds going into those commercial companies and collaborating with NASA was just awesome. And there's nothing quite like watching a launch and feeling your insides vibrate with the uh, hypersonic noise coming out the back end. It's pretty awesome.
0: I can only imagine. Um, so coming on to Oxwash and that aha moment where you realised that there was a better way to do dry cleaning, um, couldn't agree more that the end-to-end process of everything you must be having to do has to be you know, eco-friendly, sustainable and just cleverer and smarter than the way that the traditional players are doing it. Um, so if you were to describe Oxwash in three words that you would want our listeners to, to take away today, what, what would they be in terms of what Oxwash is doing differently?
1: Yeah, great one. And I realized I didn't manage to finish the other part of your previous question, but I actually, I wrote down before this uh, space age responsible laundry, but actually I think, you know, it really comes down to simple, responsible laundry. The space age aspect of what we do is behind the scenes. And for the end user, it's simple. It works. It's the, you know, the engineering behind the scenes that allows it to be reliable, flexible, efficient, and very cost effective whilst having no impact on the environment and I think that's what we're very passionate about bringing to our users.
0: I'm really interested in in hearing more about what goes on behind the scenes because I think you know if I think about the UK-wide customer actually and and talking from a personal perspective before I was introduced to you um, I probably was that person that was handing over their dry cleaning at a high street dry cleaners um, and didn't really think that much about what happened to those clothes they're just delivered back and I go and collect them so I know that there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes and um, some of it's not glamorous and some of it's actually quite shocking too could you just talk us through kind of that traditional dry cleaning dry cleaning experience and then what happens differently at Oxwash
1: yeah, absolutely. So I must preface this by saying that the the dry cleaning industry is a bunch of professionals that are often generational um, owners, you know, their parents owned the store before them and are fantastic. And many of them are now taking strides to become more sustainable. But there has been no pressure to do so. Typically, sustainability comes about when there's pressure in the form of mandates given by governments or by consumer trends that demand to see you know sustainability in in what they buy and until recently that's not the case because like you said it's opaque and what happens is that you go to a store and often the store can look you know great there's like nice products there's recycled wood and it looks really nice and your interaction with the counter um, professional is phenomenal and then what happens is your items will go behind the curtain to Processing And that's where traditional dry cleaning that uses perchloroethylene solvents and other kind of pseudo green solvents as well are used to to clean your items. And those have been proven many times over to be carcinogenic. They cause respiratory issues. They also can't be disposed of. Um, as soon as they go out into the environment, they basically eviscerate everything from microorganisms up to, you know, us. If you were to go into a dry cleaning machine. And actually, it's, it's come to the point where many states in the US, such as California and countries such as France and de- Germany, have now outlawed the use of perchloroethylene completely. And obviously, that's just a trend that we expect to, to grow. Now, we've approached this with a completely different view in that as a scientist I know that the best solvent on the planet and the universal one is water and traditionally you know if you put your dry cleaning items in a washing machine they're going to come out looking woefully inadequate and certainly not ready to wear and that's because of two reasons the first is that the chemistry used in those cycles is not intended for the fabric types that you're using in our process we actually pre-treat the items before they get washed to protect the fibers and allow them to move frictionlessly across each other. That prevents bobbling, shrinking, and all of those kind of things that you'll get if you wash a mohair jumper at home, for example. And then on the other side is the machines that we use have been modified to perform both laundry and wet cleaning. And in wet cleaning, it's like taking a shower. You're not using a bath of water that gets spun around you know, vigorously to get rid of stains and things. It's actually got pumps built into it that the items lay in a bed of water suspended and they get showered with the chemistry, water and ozone that provides the uh, deodorization, disinfection and stain removal. So it's much more sustainable. And just like a shower at home, you use far less water than you do when you take a bath.
0: Understood. So there are two things I really want to explain to a customer uh, or to a person who's listening to this podcast, because I found them really staggering and surprising when I first kind of started digging into dry cleaning and, and the industry. So first of all, there's nothing dry about dry cleaning at all. As you mentioned, it should be called wet cleaning. So in terms of, of of wet cleaning and the processes, how does that then interact with my second question, which is all around ozone? So we've heard lots about how ozone technology is great. at eco friendly um but i think that customers still don't know that much about it so could you explain what wet cleaning is and then how the ozone technology of that buzzword interacts and is there one that's better or are they used together how does that whole thing work
1: yeah absolutely i think the main problem with and you could say you know a target for solution with wet cleaning is that it is a process that we use machines that operate at very low temperatures so, dry cleaning machines typically operate, you know, 80 to 120 degrees, which is a al- which allows those solvents then to evaporate from your fabrics once the cleaning's taken place, and then that gets um, kind of distilled down back into a liquid again. And with uh, in that process, that temperature actually provides a lot of disinfection. So, lots of bacteria, fungi, viruses, things like that cannot survive that process and that heat. Whereas wet cleaning, because it's a much more gentle water-based process with, like I said, more of a shower mechanism, the temperature that we typically wash at at uh, Oxwash is 20 degrees for almost all of the work that we do apart from healthcare and some kitchen work that's very, very, very greasy. And that means that you have other options for disinfection, but it's not thermal. So often you will throw Dettol in the machine and lots and lots of other operators across the UK will give... A reason amount of disinfection by adding capfuls of detol into washing machines, and that's all well and good, and it's a phenomenal product. But you know, it's a consumable, and the impact on the environment has yet to be completely understood. Whereas ozone is a really interesting technology that has been used for multiple different reasons across many industries. It was used at NASA to sterilize the inside of spacecraft by generating this gas from just the air that we breathe, and I, I can kind of go into how that's done it just if it, it spreads around by diffusion into all the nooks and crannies of a spacecraft or you know even in a house many people have ozone generators that provide deodorization and in many cases disinfection as well so we've adapted that within our machines and depending on the the items that we use sometimes it's built into the machine sometimes it's in a cabinet that allows us to disinfect and deodorize items before they go through our wet cleaning cycle, or it occurs while it's happening. And there's two different ways of achieving that, but it means that the items come back basically hand washed, but disinfected to healthcare grade standards, which is exactly what we need in the age of coronavirus.
0: That leads on perfectly to my to my next question. Obviously, we are filming this in in a global pandemic, and I know that you know Oxwash is positioned with, with its medical grade laundry laundry tech, um, and that I also know that you work closely with the NHS in terms of their cleaning requirements. Um, can you talk us through a, a bit about that? Was was kind of the NHS and in, in healthcare industries? And main target because obviously you are a step up and can provide the various ozone and, and, and wet cleaning techniques. Um, was that always the kind of first hit, first hit list of who you thought your client base would be? Um, or was that a kind of reaction to the pandemic?
1: Yeah, absolutely the latter. So before the pandemic came, we, we had no real healthcare. care um, beachhead at all in terms of our customers you know small amounts of dentistry work and, and things like that but certainly not primary or secondary healthcare. and what happened in the early days of the pandemic is that we were actually contacted by the Oxford University Foundation Trust that run three of the largest hospitals here in Oxfordshire where our HQ is currently and they said look we've got a wave of corona coming we can't handle the laundry for the hospitals not only for our beds but our staff our scrubs our surgical aprons, the whole lot, and we've we've heard that you guys have this great technology. Um, let's get rid of all of the traditional red tape that exists within the NHS procurement pipeline and expedite you guys into helping us tackle this. And we were like, absolutely, let's let's go. Here's our data. Here are our lab results with our partners in the Netherlands. Like it's all here, ready to go. And they signed off. Unfortunately for us, but fortunately for the UK uh, nationwide and humanity in general, the first wave of coronavirus back in March and April was nowhere near as uh, significant as we assumed it was going to be, so we actually only did a small amount of hospital work. But we do a large amount of laundry for GP practices across the UK, as well as the Oxford University vaccine trial, which many of the listeners will have seen in the news, And obviously, it's absolutely critical that the items of clothing worn by the staff in the high-risk scenarios working with COVID-positive patients are treated properly and completely disinfected to prevent any transmission between the participants and the staff members and obviously their, their other family members. So we're very, very proud to do that. And I think what we found is that The technology that we have doesn't fit with current NHS guidelines on thermal disinfection. So it's very widely known that the NHS will only accept laundry if you're thermally disinfecting traditionally. But now with the advent of COVID, we're we're in discussions with them around. Actually, ozone is much better. Your items last much longer. And there are lots of added benefits with with regards to the cost to the NHS. They don't have to buy scrubs as often. Because they're not being battered and you know have very very short lifespans, so it's uh, it's an ongoing conversation. But we're we're doing great work with primary healthcare, which we're very excited with.
0: I mean, it's the most incredible partnership, and and I think just proves that that what you guys are doing from a tech tech angle and from a kind of startup disruption angle as well, um, it's being picked up by the companies that really need it. And actually, I think in any company, if you can provide a, a solution to to when they're most needed, um, that is obviously the most important thing. Um, and coming on to a bit about obviously COVID being a massive pivot moment for a lot of startups out there and um, you mentioned the nhs and, and working with them and, and and healthcare industry what other pivots has has lockdown shown you or or what have you guys been busy with behind closed doors planning um because i know it's a bit of time of reflection and strategy as well as obviously hands on the ground um what are we actually going to do to survive this
1: yeah great one i think for us it was two two phase so You know, many businesses have had time to breathe and time to reflect as their their industries have been, you know, shut down by a mandate with the government. And we're fortunate that because we do so much healthcare work, we're deemed as critical by the government, which is great. Allows us to fully remain operational, and therefore allow us to invest heavily in our processes. You know, bringing that verification of disinfection with healthcare clients into. All of the washing that we do for all of our customers, whether it's you know somebody that needs a blanket washed because they're at home watching Netflix constantly, which is what we're all up to at the moment, or you know, somebody that's running a dark kitchen and doing deliveries that needs their clothing done and has, has a worry about bringing coronavirus into and their their, their business. So. We've been able to really spread that hygiene across our offering, which has been great. And then, because of that, we've invested heavily into expanding. So, when lockdown first hit in March, we were operational in just one city, Oxford. And this is a, this time has allowed us to expand our offering across the UK. So, we're now operational in Cambridge and in London, which is very exciting. And on the flip side of that, to power that expansion, we've been investing heavily in the software and the tech that runs our process you know there's no point having a great process run on clipboards and paper with biros. it really is absolutely critical that we are really investing in our algorithms and processes for our customers for our processes internally with our washing drying folding and things to make sure that we are gathering all the data that we can making sure that the bottlenecks that exist in that what seems to be a very simple process are eliminated and that the efficiencies and therefore impact on the environment are absolutely minimized.
0: It's interesting that you mentioned tech and, and, and the focus on, on heavy investment into tech. And um, We were playing around with the Oxwash booking system at her HQ, and one of our teams said that it felt like delivery for dry cleaning, how frictionless it <laughs> So I always feel like that's a good thing to to be told as a as a tech first business. Um, in terms of in terms of the kind of biggest challenges you guys have, would you say that it's kind of the technology of of the platform, the systems, and the engineering behind the dry cleaning process, or is it a wider question on on actual consumer mindsets and and showing people why OxWash is such a viable alternative and a great and, and a great platform to use? What are the biggest challenges that you're working through at the moment?
1: Yeah, it's a great question. I think for us. The biggest challenge is we're a very, very atom heavy business. And what I mean by that is that we're not just a platform, you know, many of our competitors are apps that exist as a layer between existing dry cleaners and the end user, a two sided marketplace, just like Uber, whereas we've invested heavily in owning the whole value and vertically integrated to, to coin a phrase. And that means that scaling our offering is very ch- ch- challenging. Beg your pardon, in the sense that you can't just replicate atoms again and again and again. So we're we're thinking very hard about how do we scale the Oxwash model globally whilst maintaining our responsible view on sustainability, and at the same time, you know, getting all of those atoms, those machines, those team members. And and growing them quickly, whereas, you know, a traditional SaaS business, you can just add users and, and go. And we have some pretty cool ideas up our sleeves for, for how to achieve that, which is going to be a big challenge, but we think we're up to it.
0: I have no doubt. Um, and in, in terms of the the kind of main client base that are using Oxwash, are they the millennials tapped into an eco friendly way of dry cleaning? Uh, are the people that use your service really interested in the green credentials, or do you think that's an add on? What who who is the kind of typical Oxwash customer? Um, kind of aside from the companies that you work with directly, and and do you think that there needs to be more education around why dry cleaning as an industry has had problems and what you're doing to solve them?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, when we speak, speak to our customers, we ask them, you know, what, what are the top three reasons why you use us? Um, and interestingly, the top three don't have anything to do with our sustainability in them. So typically customers say, I love using you guys because you're incredibly reliable. You know, we turn up when we say we will and the clothes are clean. And there's no point, you know, making a song and dance about sustainability if the core value, which in our case is clean clothes, is not True. So, you know, that's something we're very proud of. And that's why customers come back to us. Our flexibility allows customers to have, you know, plans that change. And in a modern world where it's absolutely chaotic when it comes to plans changing, weddings being cancelled, then rearranged, Airbnb bookings being shuffled around like a domino plate. I mean, you've got to be ultra hyper flexible to accommodate those changing plans. And we're very proud that our logistics platform, and like you've said, the booking systems that we've built allow us to do that in much the same way that somebody like Uber or Ocado have managed to do in their spaces. Um, so that's something that you know we're, we're really keen to keep growing. But as you said, the education of why the sustainability is important is something at the forefront of our minds. And many of our customers do use us you know, again, because it makes them feel good. And they only find out after they've used us the first time, the savings of water co2 microfibers and chemistry that our services brought them and much like bulb the electricity supplier it's it's a great core cool value but if the uh, if the electrons aren't coming through the plugs then it really doesn't matter <laughs>
0: <laughs> understood and just to touch quickly on um the listeners out there who are looking to wash their clothes less at home or are looking if they are doing their they washing at home for some top tips what would they be you mentioned washing at a lower temperature um that's something that i've embraced since you told me that that was a good thing to do um any other quick fire top tips that people can be doing in their homes
1: Yeah, absolutely. You've you've touched on the first one. Um, And I mean, a lot of this comes down to just the volume and responsible consumption of clothes. You know, a lot of people typically wash clothes when they really don't need to be. Um, You you can easily do quick cycles with minimal amounts of chemistry uh, to get your items clean. Having a nice smell and a strong fragrance absolutely does not correlate to clean clothes. And it's a really interesting behaviour that large FMCG brands have, have tapped into that actually consumers believe that when they smell that fresh linen smell, that the items are clean, when actually what's happened is the the chemistry's done a you know half job there are still some stains and things, but there's a heavy amount of fragrance on those items. And that fragrance often is very, very environmentally damaging and doesn't constitute essential oils and things like that. So I'd recommend that anybody at home really thinks about whether or not they need to be adding those very, very fragrance heavy chemical products and whether they could look for alternative products that are fragrance free, that actually have very good chemistry in them, um, maybe hydrogen peroxide based stain removal, without that you know fresh linen smell that you don't really need if you know your items are clean
0: yeah, understood. I, I remember um, someone telling me that actually you don't need to wash your clothes. I remember Levi's coming out saying you never need to wash these jeans. You can wash them once a year. Um, and actually, I think it's a great top tip that, that the consumer always thinks that you have to wash something every time it's been worn. But actually, do you? It's a, it's an interesting question. Um, and my final question for you, Kyle, um, on a bit more of a personal level. Um, what does success look like to Kyle? I know the ambition is, is huge and worldwide domination, I'm sure, is on the list. But but for you personally, what is
1: success? Oh, that's a great question. Um, for me, it's, it's two levels. I think the first is that I really want Oxwash to become part of everyday consumers' lives in much the same way that getting your bin removed is just an ingrained behaviour all around the world, especially the Western world, where on a day a week or potentially two days a week. The service comes, your your bins and refuse are removed, recycled, and it works like clockwork. And it's unusual when it doesn't, and it becomes part of your day-to-day. And we want Oxwash to be exactly the same. You know, we come on the same day every week, or you can shuffle us around, but we're basically an extra pair of hands, which means that you can take that burden off your shoulders and spend that time doing things that really matter, rather than watching clothes dry on a line when in the middle of winter in the UK, that doesn't really even happen. So they're all around your house, draped over door frames and you know, causing all sorts of a ruckus. And then in the longer term, our view is to take what we've built in terms of a pipeline that very, very responsibly and sustainably washes things and expands outside of the laundry dry cleaning space. There are lots of other industries we'd like, and we've started working with, with regards to circularising the use of Packaging, for example, we've run a run a trial in the past with Deliveroo around washing takeaway food packaging. You know, why do we throw that away? It's a, an item that can easily be washed, disinfected, and then reused. And it doesn't even need to hit the recycling pipeline until much, much longer down that product's lifespan. And there are many, many other examples of where that can occur in FMCG packaging, as well as cosmetics and things like that. So we're very interested to take Oxwash and start washing other things and powering other circular economy models in the future. And my my end vision is that we become the circularity or circular economy as a service platform that we've been built to be.
0: Well, I have no doubt. If anyone's going to do it, it's going to be you guys. And I know speaking personally, uh, Her is super excited to be partnering with you guys in terms of what you've built, the tech that's gone into it, and your incredible team. So thank you for taking time to join us on on Her on Air. Um, We have, for anyone who's listening to this, an exclusive Oxwash code, Her25. That's H-U-R-R 25, which gets you 25% off your first Oxwash ox wash wash that's quite the mouthful um so kyle thank you for joining us we are super grateful um, and have a lovely day
1: pleasure thank you for having me